Hey, everybody, I wanted to pop in ahead of today's episode to announce something very exciting. What's happening is our very first Wilderness Reset Retreat. So all I'm going to say is there are only a few slots remaining for this. And if you have any interest in coming on this once-in-a-lifetime event to Montana to really experience a safe environment for growth, get some firsthand experience with the outdoors, implement all these things that we've been talking about on the podcast for the last two seasons already, now is your chance. So I will include the link to those tickets in the show notes. So if you have any interest whatsoever, make sure that you snag a spot because this might be the only time we're doing this one. Yeah. I'm so excited because it'll it'll really be a culmination of the things that we talk about on this podcast of getting outside, resetting your nervous system, spending time in community with other people, learning some new skills. Like I'm really, really excited personally to be a part of this because there are some skills that I lack and I'm excited to learn from other people and I'm excited to facilitate some of the workshops in this retreat and it's going to be in a beautiful location and just a nice recentering of the nervous system and the body and health. So I'm really excited for this. Absolutely. And now let's get to today's episode. Welcome to the Widely Optimized Wellness Podcast. I am your host, Terea Rodriguez, and I'm joined by the lovely co-host, Evie Tackett. Both of us are functional diagnostic nutrition practitioners, and we love working with women from all over the world through our virtual programs, helping women not only feel better, but actually achieve that vibrant, no holds barred version of themselves they've been missing for a long time. And how we actually get there? Well, that is what this show is all about. Now, please keep in mind that this podcast is created for educational purposes only and should never be used as a replacement for medical diagnosis or treatment. And if you like what you hear today, we would love for you to hit that follow button, leave a review in Apple podcast, share with your friends and keep coming back for more. Let's start today's adventure, shall we? Cool. Welcome back. So Evie and I wanted to finish out season two and share some of our own personal takeaways. I think we both have experience where we listen to a lot of other podcasts or we see people on social media, other coaches, that kind of thing, even coaches that I've followed for many, many years. And there's a lot of advice out there, right? But even Evie, you posted about this so we can talk about it a bit. We as coaches, what does it look like when we're doing it, right? So we wanted to talk a little bit about not only what our takeaways were, but what we actually bring over into our lives and utilize on a regular basis from all the things that we've talked about and maybe a little bit of season one and mostly season two. But yeah, so Evie, you posted on social media recently this reel of like your health coach and what your health coach is doing behind the scenes. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because it's kind of what sparked us doing some takeaways here. Yeah. So you and I had chatted a little bit of, you know, it was, to be honest, it was in a moment of tiredness and exhaustion and frustration of like, I just don't know if people realize how hard we work behind the scenes. Cause I think it's so easy to think that, oh, well, they just go on walks all day and they're just drinking matcha and they're just, you know, going to the pool or like they're doing cold plunges. And it's easy to think that because, yes, those are majority of the things that I share or, you know, talk about, but there's a lot of work behind the scenes and the snippets of time or images or videos that you're seeing on my social media 
are they are carefully curated because I want them to be effective and meaningful to you. But there's a lot of things going on in between that time yeah. that I don't share much of. And so you're like, well, why don't you share that? And so I was like, you know, how can I approach this in a way that doesn't sound like it's whiny? Sure. Doesn't sound like it's complaining because I'm by no means complaining. It's just more of a you know, this is a lot of work. And I think it's very easy to think that it's just all glamorous and all like, you know, expensive supplements and eating healthy food. And that's all there is. No, there's a lot of work that goes into it. Because the way that I tell my clients in particular is, you know, I say, it's not like I've reached a level of health and I just hang out there and I coast on by. I'm continuously working on my health every day. Yeah. Just like you. I'm trying to lead from where I've been So the things that I'm asking and same thing, things that we ask our clients to do, we're doing as well. We're doing sunrise walks. We are doing mindfulness things. We are doing the breath work. We are doing the parasympathetic activities. We are prepping our own food. We are saying no to fast food, even though it it really is convenient, right? Like we're doing all that stuff too. And so I really wanted to show this different perspective of you might see me walking and think, oh, lucky her. But it's like I'm walking because I was sitting at my laptop doing right. Zoom calls for seven hours yeah. and I feel like yeah, a potato. Totally. Yeah. Or you might see like, oh, you know, you might think, oh, look at her meal prepping. But it's like, hey, I'm doing this because I did a stool test and I know that I need this bacteria. I need this fiber. So I'm eating this. So it's like strategic thinking. Or, hey, like you might see me doing breath work, but do you realize that that's breath work I'm doing because I have eight hours of calls and I have three minutes in between. And so I'm just doing a little breath work to stay a little (laughs) bit sane, you know? So it's things like that. If it might look really nice and wow, I I wish I could have that. And and maybe you do feel that way. But again, there's always another side to the story. Yeah. And so again, it's sharing that we're honestly, we're busting ass just like you are. We're trying. We are trying to keep up with our health. And so I wanted to get that across of like, we know what the grind feels like. We know what the monotony of trying to be healthy feels like. We know that it can be very frustrating at times, but we also know that it can feel so good. And so I was hoping to convey that and we get it. We see you. We know it because we're living it too. Absolutely. It's kind of like the Wizard of Oz, right? It's the wizard pulling back that curtain of what's really going on. And so to give you guys that effect, so to speak, we wanted to share our takeaways in two of the episodes. So today's going to be Evie's turn. She's going to share some of her takeaways and what she's doing. Yeah. But yeah, I think the the ultimate message that we're trying to convey is that there will be times where it feels impossible with finger quotes to do all these things. But here's the lovely thing. You don't have to do all the things all the time. That's what's so cool about this. And so we'll get to share with you guys kind of how we incorporate this. And eventually, you're going to get to a point where a lot of this stuff runs on automatic, on autopilot, because it's just become a part of you. And I know, Evie, you've mentioned that a couple times, that some of this stuff is just a part of who you are now. Yeah. And so we can touch on some of those highlights. But what would you like to share first in terms of some of your takeaways from what we've talked about on the Wildly Optimized Wellness podcast so far? Yeah. So I'm going to touch a little bit on both seasons, primarily more with second season, just because that's more recent and a little bit more of I had newer perspectives, I guess, Mm -hmm. coming from this season. But season one, we did a lot of mindset stuff, which I've done a lot of because of you in the last couple of years. So it wasn't necessarily news or these new concepts to talk about those things, but having different guests on and then having you talk about it in a way that maybe I hadn't heard you verbalize before, that was very beneficial. So 
one thing in particular that comes to mind and I know has been beneficial for listeners is the secondary gain episode yeah, with Megan. That was a good one. That episode really opened up my eyes and it was a really good hard look and audit of myself of what is my secondary gain to X, Y, and Z quote unquote issue that I have. And I did a lot of, and I still do, and I will continue to do a lot of self-reflection on, is there something that maybe like, what is holding me back from taking that step? And, you know, talking to other women and then thinking about it myself, I thought, I actually think that a lot of that is I don't truly believe that I'm worthy of having the things that I really want and that I I do think that I can accomplish because it feels strange to be in that position to say, no, I can have that because it's not like I grew up with anyone telling me you can't. I had very supportive parents in that way of, you know, they were realistic, but also supportive and very much, you know, you have a goal and you work on it and you have to see it through. And so I grew up with that mindset, but the older that I've gotten and the more independent I've gotten from them in terms of taking risks and having my own money and all of that, I've gotten very shy in going for certain things or I feel like I'm being held back and I know that it's me, but I don't know why I'm holding myself back. So secondary gain has really helped or the concept of secondary gain has helped me look at, you know, even though I'm uncomfortable where I am, what is keeping me comfortable enough yeah. to not change yeah. yet? What is that thing that you're getting? What's the pro out of this situation? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because, you know, surface level, I'm like, oh, I hate this. I can't wait to change. Right. You know, I'm, I'm going to become this way. But there's still something deep down that is like, well, we, we benefit when you stay where you are. So let's just keep doing that. Yeah. So I've had a lot of that personal exploration go on. And just that conversation with Megan was really, it was a really good detailed conversation and it broke it down and it gave me some good questions for myself. So that's been nice. And then it's also, you know, just hearing clients talk about that episode and how that's impacted them. I've been really, you know, happy to hear that too, because I think we all have these secondary gains. We all have these subconscious things that keep us where we are, even though we think it's uncomfortable. So that's been really good. So from a personal standpoint and, you know, where I want to go future wise, that episode has been really impactful. Yeah. And then I'd also say that, you know, there was a lot of things about language and the way that we talk about things in that first season. And my favorite thing, I think it was in the where is, yeah, where is your focus? I think it was that episode where we were talking about reframing language. And instead of saying, I remember the day that we recorded, actually, I was like all day long. I said, get to the office early. Don't have tech issues. You don't want tech issues. Get there early. Avoid tech issues. And the second I sit down to record, I had tech issues. Yep. And that was the focus for that conversation was yeah. the language and how your brain is hearing tech issues, tech issues, where I could have been reframing it all day of this is going to be calm. I'm going to have plenty of time. I'm going to be focused. I'm going to feel relaxed. And so then my brain would have been hearing that and my body would have experienced that. So I've been very conscientious since that episode of instead of saying, I don't want to be bloated, I'm just saying, you know, I feel really good or my pants fit nicely or I feel comfortable in my body rather than focusing in on the negative. Yeah. So I've been working really hard on that. And I actually, it's funny because you actually start to notice this language in other people. Oh, yes, absolutely. You know, it's not always appropriate to say something, you know, unsolicited advice. There's there's a time and a place, I think, and a people that you can say this to. But absolutely. I'm just like curious of, hmm, like, are you aware of how you're talking about this or 
are you aware that you're making this experience worse for yourself the way that you're talking about it? Or I don't really think it has to be that awful, but the way that you're saying it, no wonder it feels awful to you. Yeah. So that's been really interesting for me. Absolutely. I notice that in people a lot. And so when I started paying attention to my own language and paying attention to where my focus was, you start to notice in conversation where other people's focus is. And you recognize that, huh, they're experiencing a lot of what their (laughs) focus is on. And you're absolutely right. There is a time and a place. You can't just all of a sudden ask them like, hey, do you recognize that you're focusing only in on that? Like there's a time and a place for these conversations. But it's interesting for me because I think it's changed the way that I have conversations with people. I think I introduce curiosity a lot more in the sense where I will say something like, huh, is that possible that that's the only way that it could be? You know, just trying to introduce the idea that there could be a different perspective or there could be a different possibility out of the same situation. Speaking of Megan, she just posted something on her social media where she took her daughters to one of the big theme parks and they went on a roller coaster ride. And they were, you know, you get the tourist pictures of yourself on the roller coaster, right? And you see this snapshot of her daughter on the roller coaster car. And her daughter was sitting next to another girl. And I can't remember if it was her sister or not, but I think it was her brother, something like that. I thought she said this was like her son and her daughter or something, whatever, something like that. Yeah. So maybe cousins or something like that. So anyway, one face is like overjoyed, happy, excited, screaming, just having a great time. And her daughter's face is clearly very terrified, very scared, and very unhappy. And what was interesting about this picture is that it's a perfect example how the exact same situation can have completely opposite perspectives of the exact same event. Both people were very safe on this ride. You know, it's just one person thought it was thrilling and the other person thought it was terrifying. And so that I keep in the back of my mind when it comes to this thing around focus and when we're talking with other people and we recognize their focus. I think that's the thing that I'll interject every now and then is like, hey, is there a different perspective here? You know, and and see if I can get some curiosity without going into straight on coaching because unsolicited coaching is never, never advised, never wanted. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But that's such a good representation, again, of like the same situation on paper and in, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever reality we want to call that. Everyone has their own lens, which they're viewing it through. And so, yeah, for me, it might not be a big deal that such and such happened. But for someone else, it's the hugest deal that someone cut them off in traffic. Right. But to me, I'm like, well, why? Right? Like, you still got to where you needed to go. So it's just that's been huge for me in terms of a takeaway. Those two episodes from season one really stick out. Awesome. Because I feel like they've had a personal impact on me that I now can then carry out into the world in the way that I show up and the way that I interact with other people. So those have been really impactful for me. And when it comes to season two, like I said, I, and I've probably said this in some episodes, but I love being outside, but I'm certainly not like on your level in terms of you go camping and you do, you you, you know, you have the RV and all that. And like, that's not me. Not to say that I wouldn't want that to be, but I just don't have experience doing that. We never did that growing up. I don't have friends that do that. So I was a little like, I felt a little imposter syndrome-y sitting in with some of these guests, honestly, because 
I was like, well, what do I have to contribute? I mean, I have questions because I'm very curious about it, but I don't, I don't feel like it's the same playing field. So that was really interesting for me, but I will say a couple episodes stick out and a couple, it's really around guests. So when we had Heather's Choice on, that was really interesting yes. because- Yeah, Heather Kelly from Heather's Choice. Yes, because- one, I think she's really interesting as a person and her perspective. I felt like we aligned on a lot of things and just the way that we like why it's important to eat great food and why it's important to not have, you know, crappy packaged food. And just to hear someone say that so confidently, because I was actually just having this conversation with Danny. So this is a little bit, it's not so much a tangent, but I was having this conversation of why do I sometimes feel like I'm being shamed for wanting to be healthy? Hmm. You know, there's like fat shaming, but then there's also fit shaming. Interesting. And I struggle with that sometimes because I don't share certain things with people because I don't want to make them uncomfortable for the way that I'm living because it's so different than what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So I go back and forth of, well, I don't want to not share that I'm doing this for my health or I don't want to not share that I go to the gym and that I am diligent and that I do get my workouts in. Like that to me is self-care at its core. And so to hear Heather talk about it in a very confident way of we should be eating this type of food and this is important and ingredients matter and sourcing matters and, you know, taking care of our bodies matter and, you know, eating to fuel for your day and to fuel for the life that you want to live. Yeah. That to me was like giving me permission to do that as well. Yeah. Because I I feel like I, I hold back from some of that conversation publicly in terms of like on my social media. Because, you know, I'm like, well, I don't know if this will be taken in the wrong way or whatever. But a lot of what she was saying, I really agree with in that the food should be there to fuel what we want to do. And food should not be the sole focus of the day. And there's some questions to be asked if you're always thinking about your next meal. And so I just appreciated the confidence and the, you know, the openness of that conversation because it allowed me to feel like, okay, like, again, there's another person that feels this way. So again, there's another person to kind of group into hey, like I'm not so much of an outcast for wanting to talk about this. Yeah. So that felt really good. And then just in general, the product is really interesting. And I remember on the episode, maybe we were talking about it on the episode while we recorded or it was after I said, well, you know, I don't know where I would have these. And you're like airplane food. Oh, yeah. Totally. And so I'm totally going to stock up on some of this for my summer trips yes. and get some of this food. I already have, I have friends that do some backpacking. And so I'm sending them the link of like, hey, I don't know what you currently use, but like definitely check this out. Yeah. So just from a resource standpoint, I'm excited about that. And that was really cool to learn about. Well, I think what's really interesting about what you just said, right, is that food has a way of bringing up a lot of like emotions, a lot of judgment, Mm self-judgment, a lot of habitual ways of thinking or, you know, habitual ways of just doing and prepping the food. And it's basic at our core. It's one of our needs. It's one of our basic needs, right? Food, shelter, water, air. Like that's basically what it comes down to. And, And being able to have a conversation with somebody who, you know, you and I work in the health coaching field, So we talk to people all day long about food or around what does eating healthy look like for that particular individual. So we talk about it a lot. But then, you know, out in public, there are so many different ways of talking about food, right, that it can really 
cause us to take a second guess as to what we're going to say. You know, my husband and I, we spent the weekend driving to Oregon and we stopped in a location to, you know, fuel up the vehicles. And it was interesting because it was in a different economic sector than what we typically are in. And where we happened to stop was next to this big, giant, like, department store called Fred Meyer. And I haven't been into a Fred Meyer for a long time. But it was fascinating because, you know, you walk in there and it's like a bunch of fast food and a bunch of convenience food and and that kind of thing. And I think, you know, just food in general is one of those core things that can spark a lot of debate, a lot of angst or judgment around. But it's also one of those things that we can become obsessed with. Yeah. Right. And so you and I also noticed that there's a lot of people who come into eating healthy and can get into that disordered eating situation. Right. And all of a sudden have disordered eating in one way or another. Orthorexia is the most common form, yeah, which is the term. like, yeah. I got to be a perfectionist about my food and there's no other way I can live, which is mm-hmm. a prison in itself. Right. So, Mm -hmm. you know, really working through those kinds of things. But it was fun to have Heather come on because she really came from a physical fitness perspective. Mm -hmm. Right. That was her thing. She was rowing as a young girl in college and was always concerned about the number of calories that she was getting, but then didn't understand about the quality of the calories. And so that's really what spurred her life's work is making food available to people in situations that it's harder to get food when you're in the backcountry or when you're in the wilderness and that kind of thing. So that's where her company has grown. But yeah, you can definitely, most definitely use her meals on on the airplane or wherever you're yeah. in a place where you need something that is quick and convenient and right. it just requires boiling water. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, one thing that I didn't even plan to talk about until you started mentioning the conversation with her was you know, like I do get it. I, for years, had disordered eating habits. I was never properly diagnosed because it's not like I had, I didn't have anorexia, but me, it was more of a binge eating. It was binge eating patterns and behaviors. And Mm -hmm. I struggled with that for years. And so I think I can talk about it so confidently and so passionately because I know that it's possible to overcome. If someone were to talk to me about it when I was in the thick of it, I'd be like, well, that's nice for you, but that's just not, I can't do that or that's not for me. Right. But because I know, and now I'm out of that mindset of constantly thinking about my next meal, that's why I can talk about it in this way. And so now that I'm thinking back on that conversation with Heather as well, it was that I think hearing her talk about her coming out of the disordered eating that she had and just like that mind consumption of feeling so overwhelmed and consumed with what she was eating. Again, that was another evidence of like, hey, like someone else went through it and they get it too. Like that's pretty cool. Yeah. Because when you are someone who's been overweight or has had disordered eating or whatever relationship to food, whatever it is, and then someone who's never gone through that starts talking, you're like, okay, I appreciate it, but like you really don't know what it's like. Mm -hmm. And so to hear it from someone who does know what it's like, I think that was what was also very worth the takeaway for me is like, hey, like there's someone else who gets it and views it the same way that I do. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I think that's why that was a big thing for me along with the actual, this is a resource that now I can use and share with people. So awesome. That was good. And then the other one that like a specific episode for me, and then I want to kind of summarize what this all means as a whole, at the kind of at the macro level, 
is the Sunlight Inside. We interviewed Conrad, who's the owner of Sunlight Inside. That was very interesting to me because one, just in general, the concept of those lamps is amazing and I can't wait to get one for myself. And two, just I think what really struck me for that is like this guy really cares that much that he decided to like start building these things and making these things for other people. Yeah. And he's using his talents and his skill and his knowledge on this to help other people. And that was really inspiring to me. And you could just tell that he was very into it and that's something that he loves. And just the fact that that's available and it's at a, I mean, sure, it's not 20 bucks, but like you're also not, you're getting really amazing product. Mm -hmm. Like it's fairly reasonable priced. I mean, you know, compared to some of the other things that are out there. Absolutely. So I thought, wow, if this is available to the public, I mean, think of how different humans could be if we all got on top of this. You know, I mean, I'm trying to get people to do the sunrise walks and to do the (laughs) circadian rhythm walks. I mean, I'm trying hard. But I mean, if they could have these lamps all day, just think of how different we would feel as a culture if we did that. Because I don't see the culture here in the U.S. stopping from the grind that it's in. I mean, I think that's going to continue. But if we could get that, that sunlight inside, gosh, how different would people's behavior be or their mood or just their health in general? Absolutely. So that just made me think like, wow, this is rather accessible for a lot of people, or at least it could be accessible in several months of saving or whatever. Sure. And like just the the return on investment on that. Like that's amazing to me. So I got really excited when I heard that of like, wow, this is this is really something that could change a lot of people's lives. Yeah. I love your perspective on it because, you know, Conrad is so knowledgeable and I was so excited that he agreed to come on to the podcast and talk about the details because, you know, when I was looking for a circadian rhythm enhancing lamp for seasonal affectiveness disorder to be quite honest i'm i'm quite susceptible to it and can get really blue in the winter when i don't get enough light that's why i was looking for it this was before me understanding you know all the different light spectra and how they had an effect on our hormones and everything else right but in my own shopping around and looking around and realizing that once again, this is another industry that is not well regulated and the terminology isn't equivalent across the board. And how do I make sense of this across all the different marketing pages? Mm -hmm. It was really great to have him come on and talk about it and have that clarity be explained so that I could be a smart consumer. But you're absolutely right. Like expanding that out in the ripple effect, if if more people had access to the outdoor light, mm-hmm. right? That's really what we're talking about. It's just getting outdoor light or full spectrum light as much as they can. It really can change the way that we are personally, mm-hmm. but then also how we communicate with other people and our community and everything else. So it is quite a, a wonderful ripple effect to think about the potential that this has. So yeah, nice yeah. takeaway. Definitely. Yeah. So that was that was really interesting. And just kind of as a summary from what we've done so far, which I mean, like, let's take it like we've done some amazing things. We've talked to some amazing people. I mean, this is so cool that we've done this. We're at the end of season two already. I mean, yeah, like congratulations to us. We've worked really hard on this and you've done a lot of things like putting show notes together and like just I mean, it's amazing. So I, I want to, I guess, celebrate us in that way. I'm always down for a celebration. You know me. I like to celebrate a lot. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So kind of to summarize, I would say 
people are out here doing amazing work. Like, you yeah. know, I mentioned a few of the people we talked to. I mean, they really are. They're they're really trying to make things accessible to other people to better their lives. And I find that really inspiring. And so anytime I get to hear of a business or a brand that's doing that, that motivates me to continue doing what I'm doing and wanting to continue to serve other people in that way. So I think that's just more of a, gosh, like, how many other people do I not know of that are doing things like this? And I can't wait to learn about, and I can't wait to learn about their products. So something like that. But then when it boils down to is we get in our way a lot and a lot of the resources to actually get better are very accessible to us. You know, we use the term free medicine, right? Sunlight, walking outside, forest bathing, taking your shoes off and putting your feet in the ground. Like, yeah. We just get in the way of our own selves feeling better most of the time. And so these episodes that we've done and these people that we've talked to have just reminded me of like, it doesn't have to be that complicated all the time. Right. I mean, sometimes, sure, like, yeah, let's run the lab. Let's figure out what's going on from that level. But at its core, I've been falling away from the simplicity of just feeling better because I'm not using these free medicines or not engaging in them as much as I used to. Mm -hmm. So it's brought back an awareness for me of, hey, like I, I I haven't gone and stepped outside in the grass in a while or, you know, I haven't done a morning walk in four days and no wonder I feel kind of sleepy or I stayed up and watched TV until 1030 last night. No wonder I don't feel great. You know, it's like all these things that, yeah, where I'm like, wait a second. Like, let's rewind. And so to me, and I don't, when I say we get in our own way and all that, I say that almost as a hopeful thing of, hey, if I'm the one getting in my own way, then I can just step aside. So that feels really empowering to me. It feels more empowering. And this is kind of based on a conversation you and I had privately this weekend of, is this happening to you or for you? Yeah. And so it's that, am I going to play victim and say, oh, poor me, like I don't feel good or I'm too tired. Or it's like, well, hmm, why did I stay up late? Right. Getting that curiosity involved and then saying, well, okay, what can I do to change this? So then you get this empowerment and you're ultimately the one making the choice and the change. So that's been kind of a mindset shift in general that I'm still working on. It's not fine-tuned at all, but it's I'm definitely putting in more reps for that. Yeah. And so it's becoming easier and easier each time. It's cool because you know what you're really talking about is a concept that I will bring forward to clients every now and then, which is this concept of cause versus effect. And the effect side of things is the stuff is happening to me. These circumstances are happening to me. I'm living in effect or in response to what's happening in my life. The opposite is also true, is cause, where we can be in the mindset of what is happening. Is there something there that I can take responsibility for? Like, not taking advantage of free resources because it seems impossibly easy. So how on earth Mm -hmm. would that make a difference, right? You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. is there a way that we can be operating in a world where we are the cause of these things? So we're proactively taking actions on things as opposed to being reactive to our environment. And it's really a simple perspective shift. It has nothing to do with There's no like judgment of whether or not, well, that person's living in effect all the time. Therefore, (laughs) they're a victim, blah, blah, blah. Like that's not necessarily, it's not a bad thing. It's an awareness thing. We all do it. This is human nature. Yeah. Sometimes we're in effect and sometimes we're in cause. 
what I've found though is that growth and transformation and making changes in the world, like Conrad was in cause when he made that sunlight lamp. He couldn't find what he wanted, so he decided to take responsibility and build it himself. And he got some other people to help him with it, and he got resourceful, but he was able to build these lamps because he wanted to be in cause as opposed to just leave it to the fact that there wasn't what he could find, so he was just going to be, you know, subject to his current weather system in his location to get natural light outside, right? So it's that kind of thinking, the cause versus effect kind of thinking. I'm sure we could do a full episode on this, so I don't want to get too far down this path. But I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. So those are kind of my big takeaways. I mean, I love it. I I could go on forever. I'm very reflective. So if I really, I could do one on each episode, (laughs) but I thought those were kind of the big ones that hit me as, as I was preparing for this, I was thinking like, you know, what, what are the ones that I tend to go back to a mm-hmm. lot in my mind? Yeah. And those were the ones that I tend to recirculate and think about and seem to have the most impact on me. Well, this is this is awesome. And we're going to come back and do this again next week with my takeaways from the last couple of seasons and share with you kind of some of the things that I'm implementing in my life too. So I'm excited for that. But thank you, Evie, for giving us your yeah, summary and what you're thinking about currently. And uh, yeah. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you. I'm glad I got to share. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, thanks for joining us for this episode of the Wildly Optimized Wellness Podcast. If you are ready to dig deeper into your health, stop playing the wackest symptom game, start testing to get better guidance, you can find more about Terea at tereyarodriguez.com and you can find Evie at holisticallyrestored.com. Want to peek into what it's like to work with us? Come join us at our Optimized Wellness community. You can find the invitation link in the show notes below. And if you have a question for the show, you can submit your question under the podcast section of TereaRodriguez.com. Finally, if you found something helpful in this episode, don't forget to leave a review, hit that follow button, or share it with a friend. They're going to love that you thought of them. Until next time, see you outside.